morning, Lighthouse family. Uh, it's Lynn here, and it's so good to be with you. It's almost like I'm in church this morning. Um, I can't see you, but the contact is wonderful. I'm excited about the contact we have on Facebook, on, on social media, and the way that we are having prayer meetings. It encourages me so much to know that you are with me and I'm with you, and we can't do this on our own. We need each other so much, so I want to encourage you, for all of us, keep the, content, the connecting together very, very um, important together as we get together, and it's important for us to uh, have time together with us. I, I want to just speak this morning. God's given me a message for us this morning. I'm very privileged to share what's on my heart. And um, The apostles had been sent out by Jesus to preach the gospel. If you can please turn to Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 22. My message uh, is all about spiritual lockdown this morning. And as we look into the Word of God, as with the Holy Spirit moves, I'm trusting God for impartation for myself, for all of us, that we can rise from where we are in the lockdown and we can be prepared for the Holy Spirit and be available for God. Now, what happened was the apostles were about, to, they were out ministering the Word of God, signs and wonders were happening. We see people saved, we see uh, signs and wonders happening and all this time Saul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Saul was a Benjamite born in Tarsus that he studied under Gamaliel. He was a very learned person Saul but he had this religious cloak and he had this uh, understanding in his own heart that he wanted to destroy the Christians who were in the way. The way was when they went out and preached the gospel. So here was Saul Verse 9, uh, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples as we begin in the word of God. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus, God had a plan. It's such an incredible plan that he had. As Saul neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him and a voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul said, who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up, go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. Love the way that Jesus protects his church. If you people persecute the church, he takes it so personally. The word of God says the men traveling with Saul stood speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. And they led him by the hand into Damascus. Verse 9, for three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. The Bible is so clear. And God led him first to have the revelation of Jesus himself, personally, throwing him off a, off a horse, having a revelation of Christ himself, speaking directly to Paul, and then taking him and leading him into a spiritual lockdown that God could do this incredible work within Saul, as I believe he's doing with you and I in our lockdowns. As God is working in your and my hearts, we may find it tedious, long, withdrawn. We might find it lonely and boring. But I want to encourage you this morning that we need to press into God at the sum. Don't let us waste 
that very purpose that God is doing in our hearts during lockdown. Because this time in lockdown, we can never go back that way again. And it's a strategic time. It's also a time of understanding wisdom and faith. Understanding that we are so celebrating Jesus, but we also are protecting communities in our lifestyle and what God's called us to do. In this situation, we see that even when Job came to the end of his suffering, he wrote in Job 42 verse 5, My ears have heard of you, but my eyes have now seen you. He had that opening of his eyes. His spiritual eyes were open. Job suddenly realized, wow, it's unbelievable. But I've seen you, Jesus. And so Saul had already had that experience. Here he was, Saul, blinded, blinded in, 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 in this place and, and not able to see, not able to do anything. And Saul had some serious heart searching to do. As the Holy Spirit was moving upon Saul, there was deep, deep, deep work being done in Saul. And I believe in our lives, you and I, allow Jesus into our hearts during this lockdown. Don't let's shut ourselves off in the wood. Oh, if only this was over, we can do this. Or perhaps we can go there. I, I, I want to say if anyone's frustrated in the lockdown, it's been me being out being so active out in areas, preaching and sharing the word of God, it's been something I've had to say, God, it's me and you. It's me and you in my little lockdown, and it's going to be time that I'm not going to waste because I need you, Lord, desperately. And I know what God is doing in my heart. It's been some painful things he's dealing with, but it's been some amazing things that he's put into my heart. Uh, Ephesians 1 verse 17 says it all for me. It's, it's when God speaks to the Ephesians and said, keep asking the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, the Heavenly Father, to give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know you better. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, that I may know the hope to which you've called me, Lord, the wonderful spiritual impartation of the family of God and that how you exert in Christ into my heart for Lynn who believes Lord God, I praise you and thank you for that prayer for everyone who's watching this video. Open our spiritual eyes, Father. Let us see and understand that most of all you want to bring us, as you did with Saul, closer to Jesus, closer to the a relationship for, with Jesus. The Bible talks about that he three days and nights he didn't eat or drink anything. Now, in verse 10, God was working in a vision here. Was Saul. But God had another purpose of a vision with a man named Ananias. And in verse 10 in Damascus, there was a disciple called Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. And he said, Ananias. And he said, yes, Lord. And God spoke to him and said, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. Ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Paul was praying. That's the key. He realized there was this darkness and shrouded him. Couldn't do, couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't, couldn't, it was, he was out of control. It's a wonderful place sometimes for us to be out of control of what we're doing, to allow the Holy Spirit to come and stir our hearts to pray. We need to stir up the gift within us. We need to say, God, this is a time not for despondency, but this is a time to press into you, to come to you, Lord, and say, God, we are going to get so close to you. We are going to, 
get our hearts right, where actually saw one of the things he said was, I count everything rubbish that I may gain Christ, not a righteousness of my own, that's by the law, but through faith in Christ, a righteousness that comes by faith. This is what Paul wrote. It was the most important thing in his life after he'd been translated and turned around in, in his situation, in his lockdown. And Ananias answered God, Lord, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. He's saying, God, are you sure? God's calling on people is sovereign. We can never say, God, not that one. No, Lord, that's, they don't worthy. Not, surely not Saul of all people. No, can't be this man. And Ananias said to God, he's the one, the harm he's done to your people. Lord, he's killing us. And he's come here not only that, with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. You want me to go and lay hands on this man? Why? I can't understand. God's ways are not our ways and God's thoughts are not our thoughts. If we're going to be in the body of Christ and be available as an Ananias to God, it's an incredible calling. Ananias bridged the gap between a converting out of religion into a relationship with Christ. Ananias bridged the gap of taking a man who was a bloody, thirsty persecutor who became Paul, a tender hearted brother. Oh God, I want that experience. In lockdown for me, I want God to take out all the religious things in my life that cloud me, all the things that I put ceilings on my own life for. And I want him to remove and take out those, to take them out of my life. I want God to take my life and whatever spiritually dead in my life and my heart needs to be revived. You should speak to those, those dead bones, like in Ezekiel 37, and say, God, I'm here. I want to speak life into my life. All those things that seem to have died in disappointments, all those things that need somehow in our regrets, in our past hurts, in our failures, my lack of faith right now, God. I'm tired, I'm weary, I'm drawn out, but God, I put my faith in you. I really want to say that I shed and in... in Lang Latars the other day, a message on Jehoshaphat. And, and, and I'm so blessed by what God said about Jehoshaphat that he looked at this huge, vast army and said, well, how am I going to handle this? God, it's too big for me. And the word of God, so this is what Jehoshaphat said that may help some of us this morning. He said, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. That's where I'm at. I'm saying, God, I don't understand. This thing's going on. This thing's happening. There's so many negative reports from everywhere. You don't have to put the news on. It's just feathered through the whole building where I stay. And I stay in Langley Towers, uh, um, a Tafta residence where John Conradi House and Langley Towers are, uh, are living um, in two buildings, but together. And, and, and there's approximately 600 of us staying in these buildings and, and the feedback when you go anywhere in the building whether it's to the library or wherever it may be is the fact is corona is being exalted and i want to say this morning we need to let that die corona can come and corona will go but the kingdom of god will never ever stop paul saw even in prison 
He preached the gospel. Now I'll come to that now. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, Ananias. I'm sending you. I want you to be obedient to me. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I'll show him how much he must suffer in my name. Again, Ananias, immediately knowing God sent him, he went to the house and he entered the house. The work that God had done in Ananias was he placed his hands on Saul and he said to him, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. He laid his hands on this murder that he was so afraid of 10, 15 minutes ago and he said, you're my brother. You are brother Saul and this is the power of God that's going to come upon you today, Saul, that you are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to preach about this morning. In our lockdowns, make room in your hearts for the Holy Spirit. Make room in your hearts for the power of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes that he could see again. His eyes were opened and his spiritual eyes came. He got up, he was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. There's a key here for me that I felt God showed me. Getting up out of our lockdowns is so important. Being full with the Holy Spirit is the power of God to sustain us, help us, and prepare us for our next season and taking the food of the Word of God and being nourished, nourish ourselves in the Word of God. Be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Let Him come and empower us. Let Him come and do that. They immediately, this is an amazing thing here, that Paul left his old life in lockdown. Paul and Saul, at that time, um, he converted out of religion, and he, there was a a relationship formed with Christ. You see, lockdown brings different things out of different hearts. My heart, lockdown has brought out different things perhaps than you. But at the end of the day, let me say this, it will be, a, it will be such a shame. At the end of the lockdown, after all this is said and done, then for you and I to, stir, to turn around and say, well, I just drag myself through. This is the time that you and I have to press into God and to give ourselves wholly to Jesus and to get ourselves strong in the Word. Dig deep into the Word of God. Dig, dig deep into the, 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 the areas of the love of God and dig deep into what we have. God will meet you there and God will prepare you. <clears throat> Most of all, God will take the scales of our eyes to enable us to see what the old things were that will die at lockdown and that we can be strong again and purposeful that when God says, go, ready, I'm ready, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get back into the world and have a close, uh, no, no, I, I, I want to take that quiet time and say, this is a time for me to have a great time with God and empowering with God. So, Saul, the Bible says, spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. I can imagine what the disciples were saying. Yeah, what, what does he want with us? Do we trust him? But they saw the power of God. At once, Saul began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and they asked, isn't Saul the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those 
who call in this name. Is this the same person? How could this be? Hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? And yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus. How? By proving that Jesus is the Christ. Paul saw as he became known as Paul later. Let me tell you something here. He wrote the epistles, some of them in prison. He wrote Romans 1 and 2 Corinthians. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit for Galatians and Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy, Titus and Philemon. Saul was so empowered that even when you go on into the book of Acts and you see his lifestyle, how he planted churches, the apostolic work, confirmed in his ministry with signs and wonders following, could never have happened had not he had the lockdown experience of the three days that he spent letting the Holy Spirit work in his heart. In Acts 20, verse 24, as I'm coming to a close, Paul wrote and he said, I consider my life worth nothing to me, absolutely nothing. My only aim, Paul said, is that to finish the race God has called me to and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. That was it. He didn't add anything to it. He didn't subtract anything to it. He said, that's my purpose. No matter what happens, I am going to have my life aim to finish my race. Little did he know, little did Paul know, that in front of him was the challenges that you and I don't think will ever face. But he had the sustaining capacity of the experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit, that they could sustain him through this. He didn't know that he'd frequently be in prison. He didn't know that he'd be flogged severely, exposed to death again and again. Five times he received the 40 lashes minus one. Three times he was beaten, three times shipwrecked, once left for dead stoned. In danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from countrymen, in danger from false brothers. Often gone without sleep. Hungry and thirsty, without food and cold and naked. Paul says, I endure all for the sake of Christ. And he said, one amazing thing is forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead. I press on to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's my aim. Lockdown is not an end to everything. God's opening, we don't know. But let me just say this to you. I'm encouraged to know that God is going to take us and use us. And it may not even be the same way that we were before. It may be different ideas. It may be different ways and strategies. But God has prepared us all the way along. Oh, before God created the heavens and the earth, Corona has not shaken God and said, oh, what am I going to do? God knew before creation began when he chose you in your mother's womb, that this would happen. This is merely just a pause. This is merely a pause that Paul had, Saul, that he had in the lockdown and his darkness for you and I. Let's embrace God. Let's allow God to come in. Three things from what I've shared this morning that happened and are highlights, I believe, for Saul. First of all, Saul saw Jesus differently. He saw Jesus beyond the tedious, religious, hard-hearted, thirsty, 
persecutor he was. He saw beyond that into people's hearts and lives that Jesus died because he loves us. And he was turned into a tender-hearted brother that could endure and change nations, plant churches, and do the work he was called, the apostolic blessing. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in these times for you and I. Secondly, Saul knew in his darkness, he understood God. He formed a relationship with Jesus he never had before. When he prayed, his heart was changed. When he prayed, God sent him people to lay hands on him. God sent him the power of God, and he had the task of getting up from lockdown, getting full with the Holy Spirit, and getting involved in the Word of God. The Bible talks about the blessing that he had. And thirdly, as I close today, the third thing that Saul, in, uh, uh, we see a fruitfulness of him, was he preached the Word of God differently after his lockdown. It wasn't a dry, driving scripture. I know this and I know that, like the Pharisees and Sadducees in the Sanhedrin had. It wasn't that. It was endorsed by the power of the Holy Spirit, a man, a tender-hearted brother that had been changed through lockdown and enjoyed. And churches throughout areas were planted. Paul was an incredible disciple of God. I want to say thank you for each one of you. It doesn't matter what God's called us to do. Every calling is unique. Every calling is so special. As we heard from Alan as he preached last week, the, the, the priesthood of the believers, each one of us is important. We're a body that works together. Whatever we call to do, it's a privilege. Whether it, Whatever it may be, let us do it with all our hearts. Let's get back into the place where maybe we can have an encounter with God if we press in, praying sincerely and regularly and coming before God, worshipping God and seeing the power of the Holy Spirit lift us. Let us pray for each other. Let us encourage each other. Could I please pray for you as I, love, as I bow my head today? I'm so blessed to pray for you. I'm so needing to encourage you here this morning. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray for every precious person who's listening to this message God that you gave me Father I pray for healing I pray Father God into people's hearts today I pray Father God for encouragement I pray that you will Father uh, stir faith in their hearts remove the disappointments Father God or regrets remove the past hurts and the failures and whatever else Father won't you send your Holy Spirit and revive hearts where Father God dreams and visions and the call of God is there, but dead under just disappointments. Revive the hearts, God. Give them vision again. Give them, Father God, dreams and visions that we can rise up together and say, you know what? That lockdown was an important time for me. I met Christ as sordid, totally changed in our attitudes, in our hearts, in our lives to worship and to glorify our precious God in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you at the prayer meeting on Wednesday. God bless. Amen.